Starcourt Study Hall contains spoilers for all seasons of Stranger Things. Episodes may also contain graphic content and language not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts unless otherwise stated, and all content and characters are property of Netflix and the Duffer Brothers. I'm Marina. And I'm Amanda. And this is Starcourt Study Hall. Buddy, I am so excited. <laughs> so this is pretty weird because normally I'm not the one starting out the episode. Who so, are you? I don't know. Who am I? You don't know who you are? Well, today I'm Amanda. So today this episode is going to go over something that we've been talking about a little bit over the course of this season in particular, which is conspiracy theories. <laughs> We decided that in honor of our favorite new character in season two, Mary Bauman, of course, we decided it's time to put on some tinfoil hats and talk about conspiracy theories in the 80s and just kind of from around that time. We should have actually made tinfoil hats to wear. That would have been fun. Miss up. I know. Darn. Maybe next time. Maybe we'll do another one eventually. So... Yes, we decided it is time to put on our tinfoil hats. And we've also decided that since this is going to be kind of a one-off, sort of out there episode, we decided this is also going to be a wine o'clock episode. So buckle in, everybody. Cheers. Marina and I are going to have an adult beverage and chat about some conspiracy theories. Hope you have a good time with us, because we're about to have a good one. (laughs) So the way this episode's going to work is I'm going to be giving a very brief overview. And they're not going to seem brief when I'm doing it, but trust me, these go way, way deeper than I am getting at all in this episode. So I'm going to give a brief overview of three conspiracies from the 80s, give or take. Some of them are sort of falling into the late 70s a little bit, but we're going to call it the 80s. I'll allow it. Thank you. So I will give a little summary of the actual historical event that occurred, and then I will talk a little bit about the conspiracies that spurred from said event. And then we're going to do something kind of fun, and we're going to give it a tinfoil hat rating out of five <laughs> out of five tinfoil hats. So the way for me that this, this rating scale works is... It kind of signifies like the outlandishness of the conspiracy. Okay. So the higher the higher the tinfoil hats, the less likely it is that it's real. The more hats, yes, the less likely it is. Yeah, I know that seems backwards, but I thought it kind of made sense given. No, it that totally t- does. You know, you need yeah. you need more hat to right. suspend your. Yeah, it's like the yes. iceberg. Have you ever seen the conspiracy theory iceberg? I think I'll show it to you when we're done. Just for a quick example, if you've heard of the chemtrails conspiracy theory, you know those those white lines that planes leave in the sky? There's like a huge conspiracy theory around what those are. If you haven't heard of that, people refer to it as chemtrails. In real life, they're called contrail, and they are just like water evaporation in the sky. It's really nothing. Don't listen but a lot to of her. Pe- it's chemicals. Yeah, people believe it's like biological warfare. So I didn't talk about chemtrails in this episode because it actually came about in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. But I thought I'd give that as an example for my rating scale. 
I personally would give chemtrails around a four point or yeah, like a four out of five tinfoil hats. Sort of tethered to reality, but definitely not real. Fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's kind of an example of my rating scale. So I'm ready. I'm gonna give three conspiracy theories, or, or rather, three events, I guess, that occurred in history that spurred a lot of conspiracy theories, and they're gonna kind of go from maybe probable to like. Probably not. Like, really not happening. Okay. Okay. So, our first conspiracy I had to do because we're going to learn a little bit more about it in season three, but it's going to be about New Coke. The hell's New Coke? Oh. What? The hell's New New Coke? Coke. Well, you're going to learn all about it. I'm going to learn. Get ready. All right. All right. So. In the 70s and 80s, early 80s, the Coca-Cola brand was kind of reaching the height of its popularity. And there were these blind taste tests that were actually conducted by Coca-Cola themselves, cocky bastards, that revealed that people preferred the taste of Pepsi. Oh. Oh, yeah. And then they started doing some in-house blind taste tests and yielded the same results. Yikes. So people liked the taste of Pepsi better. Yes. And Coke was finding this information themselves. Uh-huh. And they did not like it. And one piece of, or like nuanced piece of information that I'll add here is that the research wasn't super comprehensive because people were just taking like a sip or two and being like, yeah, Pepsi's better. But in more controlled tests, when people were drinking like full cans, Pepsi was actually way too sweet. But Interesting. Okay. They, they didn't uh, do all that. So while they were kind of messing around with the formula in the early 80s to create Diet Coke, that came out in 1982. And just as a side note, Coke did mess around with the formula kind of often. This wasn't super uncommon. Since 1886, when Coke started, obviously they've messed with the formula quite a lot. Rip to the cocaine that actually used to be in (laughs) Coca-Cola. Sam. What a shame. Such a loss, you know? I know, right? So... But they found that they had created a sweeter formula that people not only preferred over Pepsi, but they actually preferred it over original Coke. Hmm. But again, they weren't doing these full tests where people were drinking like a full can to see if people liked it like in a full serving. Yeah. Uh, People were just taking sips and being like, yep, this is better. Mm. Okay. So on April 23rd, 1985, new Coke was released to the world. The intention was to just lock away the old formula for good. This was going to be the Coca-Cola formula. Like, this, is that's like, it. this is like some like SpongeBob Krabby oh, yeah. Patty formula. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very serious. It literally went in a vault, like wow. a literal vault. Wow. I believe in Atlanta, Georgia, it, it stayed in a vault, the recipe. Shh. Now we so, know So yeah, the intention was, was just like new Coke is just going to be Coke now. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, except the people were big mad about this. So they could taste a noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. People were not happy. In fact, Coke stocks plummeted so hard that PepsiCo gave their employees the day off <gasps> and took out a full-page newspaper ad in several newspapers that read, and I quote, After 87 years of going at it, eyeball to eyeball, the other guy just blinked. Wow. The staring contest is over. Right? Like, Pepsi decided to wake up and choose violence. (laughs) And they were right. Oh, my God. 
after this, Coca-Cola was receiving so many complaints and phone calls per day. In fact, it got up to 8,000 on average per day that they had to hire more phone operators despite the fact that they were hemorrhaging profits. Just fucking change the formula back. Why (laughs) hire more people to combat the complaints? It's insane. So yeah, they were fielding all these calls. People were going nuts. Even grassroots organizations started to form to protest this change, including one called the Old Cola Drinkers of America. Okay. All right. Are people (laughs) People... that obsessed with soda? (laughs) Apparently. All right. The people need to chill. But (laughs) the people need to chill. (laughs) They they really were. They were big mad. And in fact, they were so big mad that three months later, on July 11th, 1985, Remember, this pl- this first change took place in April 1985. Okay, so like three months later. Literally three months later, July 11th, 1985, at a press conference held in New York City, the original recipe returned under the name Original Coke. So New Coke stayed on the market, but it was obviously quickly outsold. It was rebranded in 1990. So New Coke stayed around for a while. In 1990, as Coke 2. <laughs> so they actually were simultaneously selling new and yeah. old formula? Yeah. Okay. They tried. They tried. And I'm sure Lucas really enjoyed that because he seemed to be the only person on mm-hmm. Earth in season three who enjoyed New Coke. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, uh, that scene where Lucas is drinking New Coke and he's like, sweeter, bolder, better in uh, in the supermarket, that takes place on July 4th, 1983, oh. only a week before. 85. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. 85. Only a week before they brought back original Coke. Wow. I don't remember yeah. that scene, but now, really? yeah, but now that you're saying it, I'm going to have to like pay attention closer when we do the season mm-hmm. three episodes. Yeah, it's the part when they're in the supermarket and Elle is like trying to find Dustin mm-hmm. with all the freezers open and Lucas just like cracks open a, a Coke yeah. and they'll tell him to shut up and they're like, <laughs> how can you drink that? Okay. Because it's the new formula okay. and they're, they're all disgusted. Got it. So. But yeah, it was completely discontinued eventually in 2002. Wow. But I know. 2002. So it stayed around a while. But it actually did come back for a brief run in 2019 because of Stranger Things. Oh. Yeah. See, there was a purpose all along. The purpose yep. is always Stranger Things. Always. Always. <laughs> so yeah, it did briefly come back, but it's gone again away in a vault somewhere. Goodbye. Goodbye. New Coke. New old so, Coke. Yeah. So... <laughs> Here's where the conspiracy part comes in. So people began to speculate that New Coke wasn't meant to replace original Coke at all, Mm -hmm. but it was actually a publicity stunt to just grow their consumer base and, you know, kind of uh, reinvigorate the love for for Coca-Cola. Yeah. This isn't the wildest idea, considering it does seem kind of impossible to believe that a behemoth company like Coca-Cola could make such a mistake. If they were getting feedback that the people were preferring yes. a sweeter variant. Right. Right. It would make That's sense the for them to attempt to make a sweeter variant. Yeah. I mean, they did the research that they thought they needed to do. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. But it was clear at the July 11th press conference that Coke's CEO at the time had not accounted for something that all the market research in the world and all the blind taste tests in the world could not have accounted for, mm. which is emotional attachment. Ooh. People were emotionally attached to the taste of Coke. Yeah. It be- it became kind of this, like, Americana, mm-hmm. like, iconography. I don't know. But Even if they were... preferred the taste of Pepsi. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was matter. something nostalgic about the taste of Coke. Yeah. That people 
went wild for. So to close out this conspiracy theory, I will just give a quote from the then president and COO of Coca-Cola. This is what he said. There is a twist to the story which will please every humanist and will probably keep Harvard professors puzzled for years. The simple fact is that all the time and money and skill poured into consumer research on the new Coca-Cola could not measure or reveal the deep and abiding emotional attachment to Coca-Cola felt by so many people. The passion for original Coca-Cola, and that is the word for it, passion, was something that caught us by surprise. (laughs) It is a wonderful American mystery, a lovely American enigma, And you cannot measure it any more than you can measure love, pride, or patriotism. Some cynics say that we plan the whole thing, but the truth is that we're not that dumb and we're not that smart. (laughs) I love that quote. The level of clarity that provided me is zero. Oh, I thought it was great. I loved it. I mean, I I like it, but I still don't know. Did they actually mess with the formula? I mean, yeah, they did mess with the formula, but the, the real question is, was it... Like, did they What was the purpose of it? Right. Like, did they know this would be the outcome? I see. Yeah. Okay. So the conspiracy wasn't that they just put out the same Coke, but under a new name. No. To Okay. It was that they put out a shittier version of it simply to reinvigorate the love for the original flavor. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's like, it's not that crazy to believe. Yeah. But at the same time, this quote from the president and COO kind of like it did deter me from thinking so cynically. Yeah, we're not that dumb, but we're not that smart either. Right. I that quote in particular, I really love. Okay. All right. I got what's okay. Yeah. So for you, what would you say your your tinfoil hat rating is here out of five for for this conspiracy? Five being the least believable. Yeah. And one being the most grounded in reality. Yes. And the conspiracy is that they changed the formula for the sole purpose of rejuvenating the love for the original formula. Yes. I give this a two. I agree. That was what I put too. I give it a two. I think that that is really plausible. Me too. That they would do that. Especially after getting all of that feedback. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't believe that it was done on purpose, but at the same time, I would not think it was that out of this world to believe it was done on purpose yeah yeah all right i give it a two out of five tinfoil hats me too two out of five everybody all right everybody get your tinfoil hats and put them on and drink some coke yes all right so our next conspiracy theory so this one's a little more serious but it's also a little more out there so our next conspiracy theory before we get into this one i just want to make a a listener's note here okay that this case goes very very deep it has a lot of branching theories implications in politics that i don't fully understand and about a thousand rabbit holes that you can go down so many rabbits is that so many rabbits if you have a thousand rabbit holes that's like so many rabbits i know because there's several rabbits in each hole so it's a lot it's a lot somebody do that math that's too many rabbits (laughs) (laughs) but so i'm gonna be barely scratching the surface on this one but continue research if you want to at your own risk because there's a lot of rabbit holes like i said i warned you all All the holes again (laughs) oh gosh i'm gonna have to bring out the whole bell (laughs) the whole bell the whole bell (laughs) 
Okay. So on August 31st, 1983, Korean Airlines Flight 007, which... Uh, 007. Yes, 007. The plane itself was a Boeing 747, and this will be important later. These fucking Depart- Boeings, they're always know, right? attached to these things. I know, I know. I know. Sorry. So, I, I'm with you. It, it, trust me, this this definitely gives Malaysian flight a run for its money. It'll be a Netflix so, show. Yeah. So Korean Airlines Flight 007 departed from New York, and it was en route to Seoul, South Korea, carrying 269 passengers and crew it made a stop in alaska to refuel before because remember this is the early 80s you know planes i don't know they didn't they didn't have as much fuel capacity i guess i don't know so yeah so it flew from new york over the united states landed in alaska to fuel up and then it kept kept it going yes and then they were just gonna they were gonna keep going so when it took off again from anchorage in alaska it crossed over the Kamchatka Peninsula. Oh. Yes, where Russia was conducting some missile tests. At the same time, an American Air Force plane, which was a Boeing 707, was nearby on a reconnaissance mission to kind of check in, see what the Russians were doing. They weren't really there to, like, do anything. It's not a balloon. No balloons. Damn it. I love <laughs> no those. Balloons. They they were not here to do any harm. They were just spying, basically. So Some the, good old fashioned espionage. Yep. You know, flight 007. Yeah. So 707, 747, 007. I know there's a lot of sevens and zeros and things. So the commercial flight, the Korean Airlines flight, was noticed on Russian radar and began to be tracked and trailed by Soviet fighter jets who actually noted that the plane's navigational uh, navigational lights and strobe lights were blinking, which should have indicated that the plane was not a spy plane at all, because a spy plane would not be blinking. All right. Yes. Pause. Yes. The plane leaves New York and is yep. flying to Seoul, South Korea. Yes. But stops in Anchorage, Alaska. Yes. When they lift off from Anchorage, they go over the Kamchatka Peninsula. Yep. And it is at this point that there is also another American plane doing some reconnaissance. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So what Russia does is they end up trailing the 747 Mm -hmm. that is blinking. Yes. Okay. Which should have indicated to them that this was a passenger plane and not a spy plane. Okay. Even so, the Soviet plane allegedly fired some warning shots, which the passenger plane did not see. Warning shots? Oh, yeah. Because they were, they were trying to shoot this thing right out of the sky. So the passenger plane finally got permission from air traffic control to change altitude because they realized that they were being trailed. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. And the uh, Soviet forces mistook this for an attempt to evade them. Okay. Which, right? Come on. Right? Right? Which they responded to by shooting down the flight, causing it to crash into the Sea of Japan, which is the East Sea, killing all 269 people on board. Really? Really? So this detour over Kamchatka was actually 200 miles off course for the flight, which only adds to the questionable circumstances around this. Yeah, right? I know. My tinfoil hat is brewing. Yeah, I have a side eye. Mm-hmm. I'm side eyeing. I'm side eyeing too, a little bit. Yeah. So this plane wasn't even, it was 200 miles off course to even go over that peninsula. Yes. To then proceed to be shot down by Russian yeah. air 
units. Yeah. So something's definitely fishy here, right? So the response to this, the aftermath. Of course, this was during the Cold War, which only made tensions way worse between the United States and Russia. And of course, of course, because we've got to double down because we're the United States. The U.S. media immediately was like, immediately, immediately was like, (laughs) this is Russia's fault. They did this intentionally. This is an act of war. President Reagan even referred to it publicly as an act of barbarism. Okay. So even after several intelligence or U.S. intelligence agencies concluded investigations into the incident, they actually did find that it was very likely a case of mistaken identity, which is kind of surprising to me fine yeah right okay sure like because the u.s intelligence agencies have every reason to want to not admit that it was a mistake right but it's also not that's not what's bothering me i'm not bothered that the russians made a mistake that i can believe what i don't understand is why this plane was 200 miles off course to begin with yeah that's what's bothering me we will get there okay there's there is some information take me a little bit a little bit. I still don't believe anything you're about to say. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I believe none of this. Good. Good. Be a skeptic. So, yeah. But, like, even after this, the media continued to push this narrative that it was on purpose. Like, sir, come on. We're in the middle of a Cold War. People. The U.S. Like, media. Yes. Okay. And then this is another this is wild to be fair people were still a little on edge because something similar actually had just occurred in 1978. But in that case, the plane had been able to make an emergency landing and only two people were killed. Yeah, wild, right? So this is not our first rodeo with, with the Soviets getting confused. We need to stop flying over there, which actually did happen. I didn't, I didn't write about it too much, but I read a little bit that like some different flight paths started to be created. This is reminding me of the Vile Vortices episode yes. where over the sea in the south, the fuck sea was it one of the seas and they stopped allowing planes to fly through it and and boats they made it like a no a no transport zone or whatever Mm -hmm. as they should all right so the soviets on the other hand were like damn that's crazy what happened weird maybe it was ghosts and you yeah not literally but like u.s intelligence agencies were like uh no we we know you shot down the plane like we we know this for sure this actually. is this is the 83 plane or the 78 plane the 83 plane they, they were tried like, to deny that they yeah. did this yeah they were like yeah we don't know what happened but we do know. we have proof that they shot yes. it yes the u.s intelligence agencies were able to c- obtain soviet radio correspondence logs where they literally confirmed that the soviets did in fact shoot down the plane though it was still unclear whether it was accidental they did eventually admit it but they maintained that it was an accident and they believed it was a spy plane. So, fine. I love that they, like, really tried to deny it. They were like, no, that psh, that wasn't us, guys. My God, what's wrong we would with never. you? Come on. <laughs> we love you guys. We don't have tense relationships with each other. I don't know what you're talking about. Love that girl. <laughs> <laughs> she can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, as for the fact of the plane being so far off path... Um, investigations into the plane's black box revealed not a ton. I'm so sick of black boxes on planes. I know, right? What are they even for? They tell us nothing. <laughs> we we collect the box and then it's like the box says nothing. Take the box. It's like <laughs> oh, magic con. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. 
<laughs> the conch has spoken. <laughs> Literally, that's as good. Like, that's the black yeah, box on planes. That's it. They pretty much concluded that it was human error, and they believed that the internal navigation system was accidentally turned off, and it was set to like the wrong navigation mode or something no it's like what no boo (laughs) yeah i don't like that explanation at all but like it's far too practical i know but like i said this is also the very tip of the iceberg i'm sure there is more to that explanation that like i can't get into but so everybody died everyone on board died yeah okay (laughs) yeah so let's get into the conspiracy part please so in your visual guide that I've provided you, I see. I I have given you a visual of what a Boeing 707 looks like versus a Boeing 747. Big boy. Yeah, a, a 747 is massive. The cockpit even has that bump. Yes, it has like a bump in the fr- like it's shaped differently and it's way bigger. So they do look sort of similar, but they're really different sizes and shapes. So it seems kind of difficult to confuse the two so obviously the first conspiracy here is going to be that this was not an accident this was in fact an act of war who knows that that's that i'm not sure we'll ever know the answer to i don't know if i i don't i mean fine but like that's not like making my Mm. i'm not tingling no that's not making my my spidey senses tingle no i'm not tingling. whatever like okay so what yeah sure i believe it right like whatever okay get ready for the second one yeah please it gets worse. Tingle like, me. So, so much. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will tingle you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, for those listening, I am, in fact, sick again, so I'm trying not to laugh. <sighs> I don't cough to death. Amanda's <laughs> been sick for, like, 14 months straight. I, I just give up. This is my life now. It's fine. All right. So the second conspiracy, if you are ready for this one, it comes from one of the creepiest parts of the story that I have not even mentioned yet. Which is that there were no bodies and almost no luggage found. That's why I said everybody died. Yeah. No shot. Where they at? Clones. So, mm, oh, okay. That's Robots. Oh, my God. Made into the guards at Kamchatka. Real. Okay. I like this. Um, that was not one of the theories, but I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> She's going off the rails. I like it. All right. So some human remains end up washing up on shore, but it's nowhere near enough to comprise how many people were on board. Due to this, many began to speculate that the passengers of the plane were not killed at all, but were actually being detained in a Russian prison camp side eye. Hmm. There's no way. Yeah. That everybody on board died. And this theory has actually been somewhat corroborated by cockpit communication transcripts that show that the plane continued flying for about five minutes after it was hit which should have allowed it to crash on land is a water landing crash more dangerous than a land landing crash i actually don't know because like in my head a water landing would be safer you would think right I, i i don't know I guess it depends on how you crash, like if you're able to get out while the plane is filling up with water. I don't know. But what you're saying is if they crashed on land, the likelihood of them taking those people and imprisoning mm. them is more likely because versus like fishing them out of the sea. Yeah, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I think like the the <clears throat> idea behind that conspiracy is that like it sort of spiraled downward. So it might have been able to mm. slow down enough to crash safely. Okay. To not kill everyone. But... We don't know. No, those people are somewhere. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. People it, could have relatives who were in this 
Right. And what are the odds that every single person on board died? Every two, person? Two, six, nine. Right. That's a lot of people. And then one more theory, which is one of my favorites, involves the other, the second picture in your visual guide. That's um, the best picture. So one more theory out of the billion out there about this is one of my favorites. And it's a little sillier. In his book, The Mystery of Korean Boeing 747, a Soviet correspondent named Andrei Ilesh suggested that the bodies of the passengers were just eaten by giant crabs. That's it. That's the theory. So those are Japanese spider crabs that he's referring to. <laughs> and I and I gave you a picture of it. it is, I don't like it. It is definitely terrifying. And I could... I could How many you know, legs does that thing have? Ten? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, ten. What, ja- four, Japanese eight, eight? fighting fighter? Spider. Spider crab. Japanese spider crab. Is that a, a visual, like, actually, or is that, like, animated? No, I think that's what... I think that's real. I think that's oh, really God. him. Ooh, chonky boy. <laughs> a chonky boy. Well, fra- probably from eating human remains. All of those... Yeah, that's how they got... This looks like something, yeah. no offense if we have any people down under who listen to this, this looks like something you would see in Australia, but like oh, in your sure. house. <laughs> you know, like just on the wall. I see TikToks all the time from people in Australia who are like, they just show these creatures that appear in their house. Nope. And they're just these like massive tarantulas. Nope. Chilling. Nope. Yeah. So I mean, I am I am all for living amongst the mind flares but sure. i'm i'm not a tarantula i had a jumping spider in my office this week ah. he was totally fine he was my mind flare pet for the day Aww. i don't care cute. about those cute yeah there you go okay so yeah that's that's one of the other theories is uh that japanese spider crabs ate all of the bodies does not explain where all the luggage went because i don't think they eat luggage but are we rating all three of these theories um, I think we should, because I, I gave it kind of a range, but I think maybe we could go through individually and rate Yeah. Them. So before we get to our rating, for those of you out there who might want to know more or maybe see a movie about this, there is a made-for-TV movie that came out in 1988 starring Angela Lansbury called hmm. Shoot Down, where you can see a dramatized version of these events. I believe Angela Lansbury plays the mother of a passenger on the plane. So let's let's go theory by theory here and give it a tinfoil hat rating. So our first conspiracy is that it was not an accident. It was an act of war and the Soviets just shot down this plane. What do you think? This is a one hat for me. Me too. It's like, it seems fairly likely. Yeah. All not I need is one hat to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Second conspiracy theory that all of the passengers have been detained. This is a two. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a one point five. Yeah, I think so. I I I buy that. Yeah, right. Like I I kind of buy it. There's too. I, it's too weird. How how do all these? First of all, not everybody's gonna die. Right. I mean, I don't. I've no, thank God, thank thank whomever, never been in a plane crash. Same. And I don't know what the survival rate of plane crashes is. I'm sure it depends on a lot of factors. Yeah. But I just don't know if I believe that all 269 people died. Me either. And if it's they didn't die, weird. where the fuck are they? I know. And Enzo, is, I'm looking at you. There is a lot more to this in addition to the fact that they never found these bodies. They actually did find a good amount of, like, clothes 
in the plane that were like still zipped up like zipped up jackets and like things that look like they were literally just like sucked off of people's bodies horrifying so who knows where was the plane rubble they found the actual plane wreckage in the um ocean okay so in what sea was that the sea of japan or the east sea they did find the plane wreckage in there but almost no luggage and pretty much no bodies but clothes yeah they found a bunch of clothes but no luggage but like clothes in the plane like not like in the like it's so weird just like yeah i mean if people don't they say that if it's cold a good thing to do is take off your clothes like wouldn't clothing have weighed people down in the water that's true maybe maybe people were just like naked yeah i don't know okay one point i'm with you one point i believe that they're prisoners right i'm gonna give that 1.5 even if they weren't like all detained or i don't know there's just something about this theory that like maybe they're not detained but they something else happened to them and they're not they weren't killed in the plane crash i don't know how deep is that sea what is it the south what it's the sea of japan or the east sea five thousand seven hundred forty eight feet and um, that's a mean depth with a max depth of 12,276 feet. I honestly don't really have a, a reference point for like how deep other seas are. So I don't, I really don't know <laughs> what that means. How many miles are in a, how many feet are in a mile? One mile is 5280. At the, the, the mean, the mean depth, it's about a mile deep. But at the maximum depth, it's about 2.4. That's not super. I mean, that's deep, but it's not like insanely but, deep. But like the trenches that we talked about in the oh, vile yeah. vortices, those are like five miles deep. Blech. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to say 1.5 on that one. Yeah, and then, agreed. Uh, finally, they were all eaten by giant crabs. Uh, that's going to be a four for me. I don't know. Me too. That just seems yeah, like not- a lot of work for the crabs. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 4.5 out of that one. That's, that's yeah. Seems- that seems really unlikely. Those crabs are really scary, but I don't think they ate that many people and didn't leave anything behind. Like, did they just eat the bones too? Right. Like everything? I don't know. That Maybe seems... if, they, if they had the assistance of other sea creatures, but... I guess. Seems okay. suspicious. I yeah. don't know. All right. So... Our final conspiracy theory is probably one you've all heard of, and it's going to be a little more fun this time. Okay. We're going to talk about Elvis. Oh, boy. It's time to talk about Elvis, everybody. He's alive. He lives. He does. Him and Tupac. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So, on August 16th, 1977, Elvis Presley died of heart failure in his home at the age of 42. Or did he? No. Absolutely not. If you don't know about anything about Elvis, you might be thinking, 42, that is super young. Maybe he's not dead. And that's understandable. 42 is super young, even in 1977. Which, like, side note, 1977 doesn't sound super long ago, but it was almost 50 years ago. Well, then he's definitely dead now. Actually, me and Eli did the math, and he would be 88. I was just about to do the math. Okay. Yeah. If he were alive today, he'd be 88. Okay. So, but unfortunately, in Elvis's final years and months, he did struggle heavily with drug use, a potential eating disorder, and additionally, by the end of his life, he did struggle with various ailments, including glaucoma, hypertension, liver damage, an enlarged colon, and various other issues, all of which were either caused by or exacerbated by drug use. So, 
Granted, 42 is really young, but it didn't quite come out of nowhere. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Despite all of this, not long after his death, many fans believed that something bigger was at play here and that there was no way that their beloved icon could have died. Free Britney. Yeah. Kind of. Similar, right? In 1989, the Elvis Sighting Society was born. This is like the Michael Jackson one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I found a lot about him, too, in, like, my Elvis research. Yeah. So this society was born in in and around Ottawa, Canada. Because this is there 12 were... years later? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So people were, like, making all these Elvis sightings and being like, look, he's alive, blah, blah, blah. And then the Elvis soci- sighting society was born. It was created by three Elvis superfans in Ottawa, Canada. <laughs> a fun fact about the Elvis sighting society is that they had a street in Ottawa named elvis lives lane and these are the quote. same people that protested the coke flavor changing oh 100 <laughs> same people for sure same people so this is a quote from their website which i believe is the elvis sighting society.org if you're interested here's a quote elvis lives lane has been visited by many celebrities including president bill clinton's mother who chose to visit this site over all the many other attractions in canada's capital must mean something that just shows you how powerful elvis lives lane so here's an often cited piece of evidence quote unquote that elvis is not dead is that elvis's middle name aaron is misspelled on his headstone as a-a-r-o-n but it was supposed to be spelled a-r-o-n which by the way i've never heard of that spelling of aaron ever but okay i mean i could think of another headstone where somebody's name is misspelled who Billy, William, oh, Willie, yeah. <laughs> trailer had the wrong name on the headstone. Forgot about that. So the concept in this is that it would be super uncool to have his real name on the grave since he's not actually in there. So that this was the family's way of kind of making a loophole, you know, like misspelling his name. It's not actually him. I don't know. This is just what people think. So this was never fixed. The family actually stated that they wanted it this way. It's been speculated over the years that either Elvis preferred this spelling or it actually always was spelled like that, which seems likely to me because A-R-O-N is not a spelling for Aaron I've ever heard. A-A-Ron? Yeah, it's A-Ron or (laughs) A-A-Ron. And additionally, the headstone company themselves has actually maintained that the headstone was ordered exactly as it appears. So... I don't think this was a mistake, which do with that information what you will, whether that, that bolsters that he's not dead or it bolsters that he is dead. The I'm ground is sure. empty. You think? There's nobody in there. It's hollow. Yeah? Mm. You you went you went to Graceland? Cool. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Hello, it's me. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> so I've been waiting. <laughs> Join me. <laughs> so the big question here is, why would he not be dead? Because who the fuck wants to be a celebrity? Nobody. We need hey. to stage our own deaths and then continue on life without that. Yeah. Like Avril Lavigne. Okay. Right. I wish we could have talked about her. So great question. Why Why would Elvis not be dead? Okay. In a 1988 best-selling book called Is Elvis Alive? Such an he, original title. I know. Just straight to the point. Um <laughs> The thesis statement is yes. the title. Right. It's right there for you. So a theory is proposed that Elvis's death was faked because he was put in witness protection. So the author of this book, Gail Brewer Fun. Giorgio. Right? 
Gail Brewer Giorgio, she claimed the following. Elvis was enlisted by the FBI in order to assist with the takedown of a group of racketeering mafia guys called the Fraternity. The FBI apparently approached Elvis due to his connection to one of the guys in the fraternity because many years prior, he had actually sold a private airplane to one of these guys. So that part was not untrue. He really did have a connection to one of these people. Okay. Between 1956 and 1980, the FBI actually released over 700 documents pertaining to Elvis. And granted, 1956 is before Elvis died. So they were just like... This was public knowledge. They were just putting it out there. So he was like, he had ties to the mafia. Maybe. But. He sold him a plane. That's true. So we don't know. He could claim he didn't know, but who knows. So they released over 700 documents pertaining to Elvis, none of which mentioned this supposed connection. But there were so many FBI documents pertaining to Elvis because over the years, so many extortion attempts occurred where people were like blackmailing elvis basically that the fbi had investigated over the years so that's why his name popped up in so many fbi documents because a lot of people cite that as like oh yeah he was involved in the fbi because there's all these documents pertaining to him but it's because people kept trying to scam him they're Um, all a bunch of nothing but a hound dogs so true however in one of these documents it showed that And this is a quote. During a tour Presley took of the FBI headquarters in 1971, the musician spoke favorably of the Bureau and offered his services in any way, according to an FBI memo. I want to throw up. I know, right? Weird. It's definitely weird. Why is he touring this facility? I know. Why was he touring the FBI facility? Like, he's Elvis. You think Justin Bieber is touring the FBI? I don't know. Maybe. I have questions. Some believe that Elvis attended his own 82nd birthday party an Please. old man an old man what by the do name. you mean I know. <laughs> it's so wild an old man by the name of bob joyce wait 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 real first of all lol at bob joyce i know <laughs> i know bob joyce second of all who is having a birthday party for elvis if he's dead the elvis siding society i think who should we start having birthday parties for that are dead? I don't know. And I really don't know. I don't know why we're doing this, but here we are. Anyway, an old man by the name of Bob Joyce with security guards all around him, all gray hair, gray beard, sunglasses, and a baseball cap on, was believed by conspiracy theorists to be Elvis attending his own birthday party. Okay, I have a lot of questions about this one. Number one, if you're in witness protection and you have faked your own death, Why the hell would you show up at your own birthday party? I would. In witness protection? A hundred percent. He hasn't. pretty badass. Totally. He hasn't gone to any birthday parties in like 40 years. I know, right? He's probably pretty sad. Yeah, he wants a birthday. So they believe that Elvis attended his 82nd birthday party thrown by a bunch of people who are obsessed with Elvis and claim to this day that he is still alive. Yes. Okay. Was he actually in Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, that must have been him. Maybe Lilo and Stitch is all just a confirmation that Elvis is actually alive. And we should rewatch that movie through that lens. I like it. I just sent it in the chat here. You can see the picture of this very grainy picture of this man. There he is. That's not Elvis. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's clearly not Elvis. That is not Elvis. Clearly not. I mean, maybe that's not elvis i don't know why this is so funny it doesn't look like him at all it's just a a dude with gray hair 
It's just a random guy with gray hair. That's but not okay. Elvis. That's not Elvis. But all right, guys. I don't know. And I honestly, like, I'm kind of a fan of this conspiracy theory because there's no harm in it. I think it's kind of funny to just, like, spot Elvis all over the place. Why not? Yeah. There's a whole right? website for Michael Jackson. I know. Why not? So, yeah. Another interesting Elvis sighting that occurred a few years ago was that a similar looking man was seen working as a groundskeeper for Graceland, who was also believed to be Elvis. Again, I ask, why would somebody in witness protection who faked his own death work as a groundskeeper at his own house slash museum? Why? So he can be at his house, but not living at his house. I don't know, man. But yeah, just to, to wrap up that conspiracy theory, which again, I've just scratched the surface. There's so much about Elvis's death. But in 1997, a Gallup poll was taken that revealed around 4% of Americans still believed Elvis could be alive. That's it? And yes, but when you think about it, that's still like a lot of people. <laughs> I don't like, know. I feel like it should be more. Hey, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do math, but 4% of all Americans is still a lot of people. I wonder if that question was posed like longer ago when it, he wasn't as old. Yeah, maybe. You know, now he's really old. So, like, the That's likelihood true. of him dying just from natural old, like... <laughs> natural old. Is greater. Natural so, old. Yeah, natural old. Yeah. Okay. So All right. Yeah. And 4%. like I said, today he would be 88 years old, so it's not completely out of the question that he would still be alive. People so, are going to be saying he's still alive even after it's practical oh, yeah. for him to be alive. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, that being said, Marina, how many tinfoil hats do you give this theory? That he's still alive. Yeah. Probably Just, four. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Like, I, I don't said, have to completely suspend my disbelief, like, like right. a five. Like, I don't need five hats, but I think I need four hats. Yeah. I think if this was, like, 1990, I would mm-hmm. probably need, like, three hats. But he's just yeah. old at this point. Older. And, I mean, people live long. Yeah, but he was not a healthy dude. Yeah, so to, for him to make it to 88, like, it's not even so much that I don't believe... That he wasn't put into witness protection. Right. It's more that I believe that he's probably died since then. So if we had, let's say it was only a couple years after his proposed death, how many tinfoil hats would you give it then? I wouldn't be wearing a hat at all. Really? You would, you would, you'd believe it? I would be hatless. Wow. My head exposed to the elements. A naked belief. Just a blind naked belief. A bald. A raw. A bald- raw belief raw bald and naked (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i'd say i don't think i'd be as convinced i think i'd still need like one and a half to two hats after he died like close to after he died to believe it but now i'd say around four okay yeah i don't know i agree i'd say it's it's pretty crazy but i i'm still not gonna say it's impossible michael jackson Mm -hmm. tupac Elvis. They're all out there. Avril Lavigne. She's been replaced. <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. It's yeah. all real. Everyone. I don't know. We're we're big fans of conspiracy theories and all things kind of creepy. I don't know. Maybe we should like be a conspiracy theory podcast instead. That'd be kind of fun. I sort of like it. We're going to run out of content eventually. We are. <laughs> I know. Actually, today my aunt asked me like, so like when, like, when does this go until? And I was like. We got at we- least probably another say a year a year yeah. right something like that depends on when we run out of content we'll see. and what happens with season five right yeah hopefully we get season five news soon and uh we won't run out of content but yeah we'll see okay so, 
that's all the conspiracies I have for all of us today. Thanks, Murray. No problem. I thought this was a great way to honor our favorite, I don't know what you'd call him, conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearer, but he's not really because he's usually right. Conspiracy theorist who has a deep distrust for Russia, but still Mm. blindly drank coffee given to him by a Russian man. Okay, fair. I Mm. actually never considered that. That's Mm -hmm. pretty weird. Mm. I think Murray would have loved this episode, but I do think he probably would have just given all of these zero tinfoil hats. He probably believes them all. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but that's okay because we love love a creative genius. We love He is one. All right, so that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed our tinfoil hat episode i love how they kind of all went back to stranger things yeah i i made sure to to pick some ones that like would actually be relevant Mm. elvis not too too much but you know bob joyce (laughs) (laughs) there it is i mean we were all like hoppers alive true that is true hopper and elvis they're the same dude david harbour is actually just elvis presley oh my god (laughs) so yeah Hope you enjoyed, everybody. I did. If you have any conspiracies that you would like to see us do in the future. Well, that would be fun. That would be really fun, especially if they're 80s conspiracy theories that we did not touch upon today. That would be awesome. If you have any suggestions, I would love to do more because this was pretty fun. Yeah, we could even just do more. Yeah, I would like it. Fun. Yay. All right. Well, till next time, everybody. Stay. uh, uh, um, Tinfoiled. Alive. Foily. Tinned. Tinfoils. Yeah, stay strange and tinfoil. Strange. <laughs> to keep in touch and stay informed about upcoming Starcourt Study Hall episodes, follow us on Instagram at Starcourt Study Hall. 